You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And that music means that we are in today's Honor Our Father. This is my favorite bumper music in the show, I think. Makes you want to get up and pretend we're doing something exciting. Pretend we're doing something. Really? We are doing something exciting, Heather. Okay. We're co-hosting Real Presence Live. <laughs> I know, but I meant like wow. flying through the air or something, wow. you know, skydiving. I don't know. So today's Honor Our Father's segment on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by West Dakota Oil, located at 604 East Broadway Street in Dickinson. They can be reached by calling 701-225-4292. So who are we honoring today? Heather, today we are honoring Father Robert Smith of Our Lady of Peace Catholic Church in Mayville, North Dakota, and St. Agnes Catholic Church in Hunter, North Dakota. So Father Robert Smith, uh, pastor of two parishes, Our Lady of Peace in Mayville, and St. Agnes in Hunter, North Dakota. And he was nominated nominated by Jolene, who said, Father... (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get sued if you keep singing. Oh, that's Um, right. Father Smith helped me learn more about the Catholic Church and made me realize why going to confession was so important. That's beautiful. So learning about our faith and uh, realizing the importance of the sacrament of confession. Well, congratulations to Father Smith. Again, today's Honor of Father segment on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by West Dakota Oil, located at 604 East Broadway Street in Dickinson. They can be reached by calling 701 225-4292. Or, see, now, remember when Emily Liedem and I, we would... Um, oh, no. What? That's, no, that's You don't want to, thing. you can't do that? Oh, my gosh. Okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> I could be sued by Emily. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's, that's the thing. All right, when, when, when Emily and I are on, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll save it for then. So, Heather. Um, no, don't ask me tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, we, we were talking last segment. So that was a great segment. That that half hour, first half hour, it could have went been an hour fast. I mean, so yeah. if you if you happen to just tune in or cut the end, maybe of the 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 first segment for the Robert Woolweber of the fantastic parish of St. Lambert's in Sioux Falls. I was talking about distraction in prayer, but also in life. Uh, And I think I was really glad you talked about both of them. Um, If you did, Heather, if somebody missed, by the way, that segment, is it just, oh, they're out of luck? No, by golly. By golly. By golly, you can check out our podcast. We have them on our app, which is free, by the way. What? You can download it. RealPresenceRadio.com. You can listen to it on there. We upload all of our interviews, and I love the part that my uh, lovely coworkers separate them by the oh. interview. So oh. you can just go to whichever one you want. So if somebody wants to listen to uh, Father Robert Wilber, but not our banter here for this, they half don't hour, have to. They don't have to. No, wow. they That's don't kind get of to. Sad for me, actually. But. I know. Um, so uh, we, we were talking, though, as part of that, that we're coming up. Um, a week from tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh, I, I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, did an episode of my show that actually aired next week, Ignition, um, t- 
talking about preparing for Lent. And it's too many years uh, we get up to, it's the day Mardi Gras, Fat mm-hmm. Tuesday, and I'm like, oh, shoot, what am I going to do for Lent this year? And every um, year you say, next year I'm going to do, do better. Do better, right. And I, over, over time, you know, uh, what am I, 47 now? So I'm getting there. Man, you are <laughs> getting there. getting there. Uh, <laughs> I mean getting there in terms of planning for my Lent. Oh, But sorry. one thing I found... Um, and, and Renee talked about uh, talk about this at Ignition, discerning what God wants me to do. The mistake I've made is I'm, I've decided this is what I'm going to do, sure. but instead to discern what right. God wants me to do. But that's not really what I was what I was um, thinking. We might chat about a little bit. I want to look actually back to this. What did you do on Sunday afternoon, Heather? I Two watched the Super Bowl. You watched the Super Bowl, in like, the and are, so are you a huge football fan. I used to be um, back in the John Elway days. Oh, and then I West River kind of West yeah. River Denver girl, Denver, yep, yeah. Yep. And I think I got frustrated because I'm so loyal, and like I grew up with John Elway, and so John Elway was always a Broncos, right. Right? right? And so the fact that they keep shifting and moving and moving and shifting. I just really got tired of that, and I just lost interest. Gotcha, but but still, but you watched the Super Bowl. Sure, um, I I've just found for the sake of my mental and emotional health, I can't watch football anymore because really? I'm from Minnesota. So as a Vikings fan, <laughs> oh, I'm it's just sorry, too painful. <laughs> um, <laughs> Give you a cardiac arrest. Uh, <laughs> But I watched a good chunk of the Super Bowl uh-huh. uh, with, with one of my kids. So it's this common thing that the Super Bowl is one of the things. By the way, so I was going to say, one of the things that brings us together, did you notice how many commercials were about Americans coming together or the need yeah. to come together? I was, I was, yeah. I, I noticed that. I was yeah, they were very nostalgic yeah, this year. exactly. They were. Um, <clears throat> but, so a, 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 a thing where people as Americans come together around, in this case, a football game. Right. And the reality of, of gathering to get together with people to, quote-unquote, celebrate, depending on you know, if you're a Chiefs fan or right. a but to celebrate something. And what I'm reminded of there, so next week, Mardi Gras, we're entering into Lent, but the importance of celebrating our faith as well. And I think the importance of how can we as individuals, as families, as parishes, how can we um, not only come together to celebrate secular things like sporting events, Super mm-hmm. Bowls, but how can we intentionally come together to celebrate uh, liturgical feasts as well? I have fantastic news for you, Helen. <gasps> what? Fantastic news. Um, the Feast of St. Joseph is a solemnity. And this year, March 19th, falls on a Friday. Do you know what that means? No meat Friday? It, 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 <laughs> yes, to be honest, yes. Yeah. It's the, the church's regulations, when a solemnity falls on a Friday in Lent, we are not obliged <clears throat> to follow our Lenten penances. Oh, we now, get doesn't to mean celebrate. We get to celebrate. It doesn't okay. mean you should go hog wild. I mean, gluttony is always a sin. I don't know. But Sundays in Lent are wild no, yeah, for me. N- I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but do we... Do we celebrate feasts like the Solemnity of St. Joseph, um, like Pentecost here in a few months down the road. Mm-hmm. I think Easter we do, Christmas obviously. But what are the ways where we could be intentional about 
um, creating culture, if you will, yeah. around our faith as well. So we get together, 4th of July, um, Super Bowl Sunday. But what about Pentecost? Mm-hmm. What about the Feast of St. Joseph, the Solemnity of St. Joseph? I think those are ways where, you know, our, our faith is not just a matter of uh, our head, what we know. It's not just a matter of our personal prayer. It's not just a matter of going to Mass on a regular basis, Sundays and even weekdays. But it's also about building a, 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 a culture in which we're yes. celebrating things. And you have to be very intentional about it and pay attention. Right, right, right. I was kind of a... But like my daughter, Celia, her name is Celia, and, and she was named after St. Cecilia. Yep. And so we'll go out to dinner to celebrate the feast day of St. Cecilia, and then we'll all be like, to Cecilia, right. you know? And I'm sure people are like, okay. What's going on over there? You know, but also our confirmation saints. My mom has always been very good about, guess what day it is? Yep, yep. <laughs> we celebrate name days. So the, the, the so like c- c- your daughter's name Cecilia, so like that. Um, baptism days. Oh, I haven't done those. Yep. So we find all sorts of excuses That's, to celebrate. I love it. Why not? But I think it's not only as families, but I think then also thinking about you know coming together maybe for the larger things. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, again, like maybe the the feast of Saint Joseph or Pentecost or the Annunciation, whatever. Pick one. Um, but with other families as well, with parishes, um, our parish family as well to celebrate that. Because that, that those are those are important things to identify. This is who we are and mm-hmm. what we do. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. Just as families, we celebrate birthdays. As as nations, we celebrate Independence Day mm-hmm. or Super Bowl. It's part of what it means to be an American. Um, well, part of what it means to be a Catholic who goes to St. X Parish right. is we celebrate in this particular way. The reason I'm thinking about that um, here in our diocese, but I know other places as well, uh, we've we've been uh, our, our bishop, Bishop Donald DeGrude, has drawn our attention to a book from Christendom to Apostolic Mission, right um, from the and, University of Mary, right, published by the University of Mary, which is back order till May, till May, holy yeah. cow. So if you see one, grab it. Yeah, well, mustard seed in Sioux Falls. I saw some yesterday. Yeah, they, the they, ha- they still have some. So it, it, it talks there about the importance of living sacramentally, and I think part of what that means is celebrating the liturgical calendar um, as individuals, as families, but also as parishes. Why does the bishop find that book so important right now? Uh, just because it's emphasizing the need <clears throat> to sort of shift our mentality from... To recognize the fact that it, whereas in the past... Um, our our culture was more or less with us in terms of common Christian values. Mm-hmm. That's not as true today as it was 50, no. 60 years ago. And so that requires a different approach in terms of how we live in the world and how we engage the world. Right. For you and me, it, it, it changes our approach and how we raise our children. Whereas in the past, maybe our parents with us or our grandparents with our parents could sort of trust that in the culture, um, Christian virtue would be reinforced. That's not as much no. the case with you and I raising our kids anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter, um, I won't say where she works, but she's been struggling at work because of this. Because she works somewhere and it tends to be a little more on the they her coworkers tend to be a little more on the liberal side and harass her for being Catholic and being so close minded and they are mean to her yeah. for being Catholic. 
And so then she's like, you can't, you can't discriminate against me. That's not fair. You know, it, it doesn't go both ways, right, you know. Right, right, right. And so teaching her how to deal with that kind of negativity. Right, right. Unfortunately, uh, is a reality for us. Yeah, so preparing our kids in this context yeah. to go into a world that might be a little bit hostile or very hostile potentially. Right. To, so I think that's, that's probably why he was... I know that's part of, a big part of why he was um, so so taken with this book. It's it's about the recognizing the reality of where we are as a culture, mm-hmm. and where we are requires a new strategic approach on the part of the church, not just bishops and priests, but also parents as well. Yeah. Well, he's kind of smart. He is kind of smart. <laughs> um, and, 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 and just as important, he's also kind of holy. Too, and so. kind of holy. <laughs> um, so I, I think, and we can talk more about this after our break, mm-hmm. uh, but just the reality of how can we culturally uh, break, make our faith something that creates a culture. So it's not just a matter of what I believe. Right. Not just a matter of my personal devotions. It but is it's very a much a matter culture. of how I live as Absolutely. Well. All right, folks. We're broadcasting today from the Diocesan Building here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. We're going to be back more with bantering when we come back. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. God's blessings to all of you today as you are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. What a wonderful gift and a grace that we have in our Holy Church is that we have a Holy Mother, Jesus' Mother, who loves us so very much, and she prays for us. Isn't it wonderful to have a mother on our side, a mother who prays for us, a mother who loves us as Christ as our brother? Then that means that Mary is truly our mother, our spiritual mother, And so, as you pray that beautiful gift of the Hail Mary, let each of these prayers be as roses that is presented before her holy feet, and she brings our prayers and lays them before her Son, Jesus, and all of us. Always listen to our mother. Listen to what our mother is asking you. Come to the Savior. Come to my Son. Come to Jesus Christ. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And thank you for joining us this morning. We're broadcasting today from the Diocesan Building here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Chris and I are having a great discussion about stuff and things. <laughs> what? <laughs> we were having a great if discussion. You it. About, yeah, if you missed it, the stuff and the things, the banter. We're going to talk about banter today. What the heck, Heather? Well, and you... During the break, Eli is our producer up in Fargo, and Chris is like, okay, so I shall let you do the segue into our break. Yeah. Because you had, like, a huge, like, segue, or what do you call it? Teaser. Teaser. It's a teaser. That was like, what? So, um, this is sort of snuck up. I, I'm, I'm sure, uh, I think I think our priests have heard about this. Um, they will soon, if they haven't already. Um, when did it come out? Uh, last week. Last week, okay. So uh, there's going to be a change in the mass starting on Ash Wednesday. Now, maybe from diocese to diocese it might vary, but I think the normative implementation will be on Ash Wednesday. So the, so you may not experience this. It's possible. Are we going to notice um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. There, There's there's uh, a, a change um, in in the the um, one of the prayers that's said at every mass. Oh, great! I have to learn a new prayer now. No, you don't. <gasps> the priest. The priest does. One word is changing. No kidding. And that word is one. This is called dead air, which is usually. I know bad. that's Heather's <laughs> thinking. Uh, so the call, you know what the collect is, Heather? At mass, at the beginning, it's the fancy. Yep, it's the fancy word for the op- the opening prayer, which uh, the new translation through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you, the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Right? Okay. Does that sound familiar to you? Yes, it does. If I said no, would you be disappointed? <laughs> I'd be like, Heather, Heathen. aren't you paying? Are you distracted during prayer? <laughs> well, then you should listen to Father Wool Weber. Um, okay. That one, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the Latin, so the English is just the translation from the sure. official Latin. Um, there is no one in Latin. There's, there's. It says Deus. It says not, not what, uh, what is unos, whatever. <laughs> Uno. No, that's a. So you're game. fluent in Latin. Um, is what very you're fluent. saying. <laughs> right now, I'm spacing out. That's not there in the Latin. So, it's th- th- so the change. So most of us probably we may wait. Wait what? Something just seemed through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Hmm. That's what, generally speaking, again, it might vary from diocese to diocese, maybe parish to parish, I'm not sure. Um, but generally speaking, on Ash Wednesday, this is a, a change that's be so. Your priests are going to be in their sharpies out I was there. just asking I, that. Are they going to be in there? I don't know. Things I don't off? know what, but because that's not. And so, what's interesting to, to me, Heather, is it's been eleven years um, this fall no since kidding. we had. Yep, we, the the new translation of the <laughs> new the, the translation of the mass. Um, where we changed the English wording quite a bit yep. was eleven years or ten years ago, the fall of twenty eleven. For that Advent is hard to believe. Yep. So it's been almost eleven years, but somehow uh, I don't and I don't know why. Um, but but this was not a change that was made then, but it is me being made now. And is actually, there like a committee that sits around and comes up with these things? 
Uh, yes. <laughs> to be honest, there is. In the Vatican and at the, at the U.S. Bishops Conference, there's a committee for liturgical texts. Wow. They look at liturgical texts. Here's the thing. So the way that we've done it for a while, one God forever, uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. It sounds like um, it, it's about the unity of God who's Trinity, right? Father, mm-hmm. Son, and Holy Spirit, but there's one God. But it really actually, that, that little um, doxology, that little conclusion to the collect, um, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son who lives and reigns with you, God forever and ever, amen, is actually in Latin, it's, a supposed, it's an affirmation of Jesus's divinity, not of God's unity as Trinity, but of Jesus's divinity through our Lord. So listen to it again. Okay. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. So oh, words, that he, does make a difference. So he is God. So this goes way back. Wow. To the first major heresy in church history, the Arian heresy, started by Arius. <laughs> you could just... I didn't even try on that one. I'm like, <laughs> um, in the uh, the early the fourth century. So the first ecumenical council in church history, um, Nicaea, the first council of Nicaea, held in 325 in the city of Nicaea, which is modern day Turkey, was called in response to the to Arianism. Arius was denying that Jesus was fully God. So the creed, the Nicene Creed, comes mm-hmm. from the council of Nicaea. Um, one God. Uh, uh, light from light, true God, true, true God, begotten, not made, and so on. Mm-hmm. That's all affirming that Jesus is actually fully God. The Son of the Father, yes, he's not the Father, he's the Son of the Father, but he is fully God. And and then similar affirmations about the Holy Spirit as well uh, were made, especially at the, the Second Ecumenical Council, Const- the First Council of Constantinople in 381. Um, or was it Istanbul? No. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, so, 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 the, this, the conclusion to the collect has been about an affirmation of Jesus' divinity. God, forever hmm. and ever, amen. I just love our faith because we do have people looking at this right. stuff. I love right, it. Right, That's what I right. love about it. Is like, okay, if we've made a decision on a prayer or this or that or something else, it's been scrutinized right. by smart people. Yep. Smarter than me. Yep. So hopefully. now, but, but people, but people <laughs> li- li- might be listening to this and saying, oh, well, another Who change. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, why? What's but it the does big make a difference. Deal? Why? Cause because one God is affirming the Trinity, so is so that's a good thing that there is one God, true. A God, but that wasn't the point of the sentence. So, but it's still a good point, not the one that they were making. Right. So this is where, and again, we're so <laughs> we're seeing here, um, we're splitting hairs. But so that's you, okay. <laughs> well, but, but no, no, we're not just splitting hairs. Actually, I know what why you said that, but this, like you said earlier, this is important because we're still trying to figure out exactly how to um, pray the mass in our native tongue. Mm. as the church desires it to be prayed. So explain this to me. I've, I've asked you this before, I think, in the past, since we're talking about languages. So Jesus didn't speak Latin. 
Right. Were you going to say Italian? I was. You were going to say Italian. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Whatever. That's we honest. speak American. That's we speak American. Um, but he didn't speak Latin. So why are we translating everything from Latin? Why aren't we translating it from Hebrew? Right. So that that's because that's a basic question. Pretty early on, the church's history, um, it being based in Rome, the Roman Empire, it having spread throughout the Roman Empire, um, Greek was the common language, but Latin became the common language for the church in the West, mm-hmm. right? So it's important to know that um, Latin is not the official language, if you will, in some parts of, of the church in the East. Though in those places, it's, it's different. But for the church in the West, Latin is the official language. So all of our like, mass prayers, the prayers of the sacraments, the, the, the first language, if you will, of the church in the West is Latin. So when in nineteen in the nineteen sixties, when um, the the Second Vatican Council said we're going to allow some vernacular local language, mm-hmm. um, and then after the council, Pope Paul the Sixth, Saint Paul the Sixth, said, you know, let's let's allow all of the mass to be prayed in the vernacular. That's when you had to start doing official translations. And vernacular, you mean the, the language the nat- of the people, the native tongue, right? Okay. Uh, official translations from the official Latin now into English. And um, frankly, originally there was a, a bit of a, a rush to get it out so it could be done with an expectation, we'll, we'll, we'll perfect it over time. Well, that, 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 that perfecting of it came in 2011. But still, you still see there were still little things where we realized even when there was this really close, methodical um, examination of what the Latin says, how we express that in English, this was one that, for, I don't know if it was overlooked or just put off. I don't know the details of it that way. But this is one where, oh, we still got to gotta correct this one. So mm-hmm. we're still figuring out how to go from Latin to, um, to, in this case, English. By the way, I should point out other modern languages, there's no equivalent in those languages of of one they mirror what the latin says god forever and ever not one god forever and ever for whatever reason Hmm. somehow uh, one snuck into the translation um and it's been there for 50 years so when would you say that it the church's language officially became Latin. Oh, so going back uh, in the West, I probably go by, I think by the fifth century, somewhere in there. You said when? Fifth century. Fifth century. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere in there. All right. I've just always been curious about. Okay, so because Jesus didn't speak Latin. Sure. So I would think we'd be translating it from. But all the prayers. The but all the prayers of the church for the mass. I mean, they're they're not in Aramaic either. Well, in some places they are. Again, Latin was the local language for most Catholics in the West for centuries. So it became sort of solidified, if you will. Well, thank you, Dr. Bergwald. You betcha. So Ash Wednesday. See if you notice. See if you notice. See if you notice. All right, folks, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, Melinda North is joining us. And we're going to be talking about praying for your kids' friends. Amen. Love this subject. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live. Mm -hmm. 